Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. So let me ask you something. Have you ever had a, a monkey on your back? Have you ever had a a heavy heart? Or maybe maybe you felt so much pain. So much pain. I remember a very distinct moment in my life where I was I had gut wrenching pain and it wasn't related to my physical body, it was a broken heart, and I was by myself curled up in a ball on the kitchen floor. And the the anguish, the pain of that was so intense, so um, um, it it God, it just it just burns at a whole different level. Um, it, you know, first of all, the topic tonight is. Radical acceptance, a journey from addiction to sanity. And our guest tonight is Martin Lindgren, and he's joining us from Norway live. So it's like 3 o'clock in the morning there. Um, But before I get too carried away here, I want to give a big shout-out to Susan because this episode is our 400th, 400th episode over, I think we're in our 11th or 12th year. So for over a decade, we've been interviewing people from all over the world about every single topic you can imagine related to this this human persona, this human um, potential, this human... Um, Boy, how do you even wrap your the the totality of who you are with English language? I mean, at some point, it it becomes futile. But 2020 kind of snuck up behind us and clobbered a lot of us. Um, suicide rates went up. I'm sure divorces went up. For a lot of people, their lives fell apart and they couldn't do anything about it. They fell into a destitute situation. Perhaps their industry shut down and they lost their income. And if an industry shuts down, you can't just go to the next door and knock on it and and get back on your feet. 2020 had some very cruel, per se, um it was uh it was ruthless in how it clobbered some of us and and for many of us it was the first time perhaps in our entire life that the card fell apart the card fell over that what we thought we had as um we had everything buttoned up and and working good in 2019 and then and then who could have comprehended that so many different ways that 
people from all over the world, from all walks of life, literally had their their lives fall apart. Wow, wow, wow. So there's a curious thing in the human psyche, and and I think the ego has something to do with it, and that's how we deal with pain, or maybe we should say how we don't deal with pain, how we don't deal with heartache, sorrow, shame, or guilt. Um, these can be very devastating feelings, emotions. And tonight I'm I'm just thoroughly delighted that that we've got this topic tonight and that we've got this guest tonight. Um, I think we're going to have plenty to talk about, so I think we should get to it. Again, the topic tonight is radical acceptance, a journey from addiction to sanity. And again, our guest tonight is live from Norway, Martin Lindgren, Martin has spent most of his adult life as an addict. Drugs, sex, alcohol, work, computers, you name it. Until he met the holy wall and it's and that fell right on top of him, a true teacher came into his life who who would be unshakable in her honesty. We're talking about Ingrid. She's been on the show before. And time and time again forced Martin to face his own lies. She never believed him when he tried to say he was broken. By no longer being able to hide from anything, And no matter how dark or gut-wrenching or shameful it was, things Martin had blamed all the world for his entire life, everything he had blamed, were finally able to be felt. No spiritual euphoric trip, but brutal honesty, brutal honesty about everything he was feeling, all the hate, all the shame, all the blame had to be met and acknowledged. There couldn't be any spiritual bypassing. No avoidance of any kind worked anymore. Just the light of truth saying yes to everything. As Martin says, I can guarantee there's no drugs in the entire world that can compare to the experience of radical acceptance. What a powerful story. I think we should get to it. Join me now in welcoming Martin to the show. Welcome to the show, Martin. Hey. Thank you. Are you awake? You got enough coffee? uh, I made sure to take some naps before we started. Nice. First of all, thanks for waking up in the middle of the night to be on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you for having me. I, yeah, very, very powerful to me for me to be here. Also, so I'm very happy that you. Well, now. Birthday. Yeah. 
sharing also. You're in a place now where you can turn around and share, where you can you can see your life has uh, a place, a purpose, but it wasn't always that way. Can can you take us back? I mean, just, just kind of share, give us a glimpse of how it was when you were just beating your head against the wall and you had no comprehension of a way out. Okay, so, I mean, it's really been that way for a, a long time. Um, I mean, it, you know, as all things, it starts in childhood, but you don't really, like, it's normal, so you don't, you don't put a question mark to it. But, like, the true, the true downward spiral started when I moved to Norway, which was in 2000. And uh, that's when I really started to delve into drugs and stuff, and the chemical drugs, like amphetamines and, and those types of things. And they sort of, um, they they cut the, 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 the connection, I guess you can say, to naivety. So I wasn't allowed to forget all the darkness that I was bringing with me at all times. So they sort of grayed out reality that, that, yeah, I guess before that you can always, I could always sort of forget things and think that I was okay. Right, <laughs> but, sure. Uh, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't pretend anymore and I didn't realize that was happening so I, you know, tried to do more drugs essentially to fix that again. Right. So that was a, a great solution to that problem at the moment. Um, no, so that was uh, that was from when I was 20 to 27, I think. Yeah, I I was smoke weed or hash as it's called here for like five continuous years. So that was like the only solution that I thought to the problem until. Uh, yeah, so it was a really yeah. I I it's it's very hard to sort of pinpoint exactly what it was that was so dark about it because it was just like all dark. But I was just the motion of having to get up and go to work, and I even managed to secure myself a um, like a leadership position while I was doing all this. Right. So I was sort of a high-functioning addict, I guess. Well, but, sure. But I worked in sales, so the only motivation I had was money. So there was like nothing. There was nothing of me that was interested in anything I was doing, and that was sort of showing in all levels because I wasn't interested. So like any time, my past would catch up to me, I would just say that this scenario is not, I can't breathe here, and then I would move to a different, like, new friends, or not new city necessarily, but new job, or I would always sort of shift my surroundings, so I, I didn't have to say me, I guess. Well, you say that you didn't have to face you. You'd, you'd constantly look for a a new um, 
a new distraction, a new, I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it was like uh, if if you were to just slow down and stop and perhaps be present with it, there was something about it that just, um, that was the perhaps the, the most challenging. I mean, for you to constantly look for a new distraction. Uh, yeah. and, and the reason I'm asking this is, if if a listener is lying to themselves and and they've got a similar modality going on in their life, I mean, to, to, we've kind of delved into this side of your story. How do you? What would be some um, alarms or a realizations that you could have told yourself, knowing what you know now, kind of going back in time? And when you're in your struggle, what kind of things could you have said to yourself to kind of reorient your perception? Well, oh, that's a that's a really good question. Um, <clears throat> there'll be more there'll be more good questions later. So get ready. <laughs> no, uh, I mean knowing what I know now. Right. I would not have listened to me either. Sure. Well, I'm not sure. Like, it took Ingrid, the better part of, and her daughter, actually, the better part of 12 years to knock some sense into me. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I was not uh, exactly a willing participant at all times. So, it's I've been sort of fighting this intentionally, not going as as I could or just you know, it's like the fly to the to the light. You're sort of you want the light but then you have to burn your wings and those wings aren't made up of what you think they are. So uh, but I mean I would give myself just a great big hug and I'll I'll just pat myself on the back and say it's gonna be okay. But I didn't know that at the time and uh, and yeah that was uh, that was that was like was the really big one. The shame that I would sort of carry with me and the darkness that I was just waiting for it to eat me up essentially. Right. And it's taken an enormous amount of shoveling and almost it just to sort of be able to, to turn towards it and say that you're welcome here as well. Because that's like the 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 hardest bit is to to realize that we've painted ourselves into this corner like we would end up here no matter what well well you know the notion i mean shame shame is um um being outcast by the tribe and guilt is um rejecting yourself Shame is is the tribe or the community rejecting you, and and guilt is where you reject yourself. But so, the I think this is really important. So so back then you're you're quagmired in shame, and and you have an uh, immense sense of guilt. Uh, and I don't want to. I'm being careful. I I don't want to put words in your mouth, but. D- um, you didn't change the past per se, 
but you change your perception of the past. So if you're in if you're in the sorrow and the agony and the shame is tough to take mm. and you're beating yourself up and you're not giving yourself an inch and you feel like you don't deserve I don't want to you know what I mean that mm. the burden is on your shoulders and yeah, you yeah. and you feel like you deserve the burden mm. but yet having come through the storm to where you are now, it it all happened inside of you. I mean, you didn't go to to the past. You, mm-hmm. you know what I'm getting at? Because it, if we're walking around with the shame of the tribe on our shoulders and we feel like we deserve that, and then through the transformation, we we free ourselves from that chain, that right there is huge. So how do you how do you see the transformation with your relationship to shame as you went through this healing process? Well the mind is that shame is actually okay. Well that, that's really powerful. Yeah. Tell yeah, like, tell us more yeah. about that. Yeah, okay. Um uh yeah. Like feeling for me, I, I, at the height of my sort of unconsciousness or when I was like the, the most ingrained in this, I would pride myself that I hadn't shed a tear. Like I, I had only cried twice in my adult life. I remember saying that to some people. Like that was an accomplishment somehow. Right. Um, but he, like this... Um, I, I, um, I, like I said, I wasn't really a willing participant in this. So I've been fighting to the nail not to sort of delve into these darkest, darkest corners of myself where I was like, I'm sure that if, if people saw me right now, they would just push me off the globe like this. Is, you can go, there's another planet for you. And sitting with those feelings at first, is horrible. It's really, really, really horrible. Um, and the only thing that changes is that you are able more and more to say then the horribleness sort of um, lights up a little bit because you have more space in yourself. So when you don't have space, then you need people who are able to, who have sort of felt it themselves because then there's only space in them. And that's why Ingrid is so amazing because, like, she has done the work. So so I've sort of been, been given a really gentle ride, although obviously it's been full of uh, a really massive amount of, of work and honesty. Uh, but... But yeah, the more you sort of open up, the more it's okay to be vulnerable. The more, the more like I'm able to sit by myself now and say that whatever I'm feeling right now is okay. I don't have to have a hand to hold or or something to sort of lighten the load. I'm able to to be honest with myself and what I'm feeling, and that that sort of reveals. 
it's sort of like no feeling is static, and that's really important to remember uh, because we think so until we feel it. Because once we really, really feel it, once it's felt so intimately, like once we we don't go back to the past, but the, the past is never really gone. Like it's all here. So the past has to be allowed to be present in us. And then we sort of it, it, it sort of dissolves. Like it's not that I don't remember, but it's like it's that it didn't it was a feeling, it's not who I am. It was a feeling and an experience that I had. And I was beating myself up and there was this enormous amount of guilt and shame and and all these things that I would I would sort of put on me and try to, to drug away. But but the 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 most sort of profound um, experience in this is that it's actually it's not the truth of me, but it is a holy, a truly sacred experience. Is what it is, and and I'm very like the thing I told you about the drugs that they wouldn't let me forget the darkness. Right. That is the greatest blessing for me, because it made sure that I would wake up. I couldn't pursue anything else. So when I met Ingrid, when I when I was able to really realize that I can't keep avoiding this anymore, then it started to happen really fast. And obviously, like it's, you know, it's, it's taken a long time because the maturing process is not like we can't fix this instantaneously. But, but um, and it's not something to fix anyway. It's just something to to experience. And, and I mean, a 27-year-old man <laughs> who hasn't sort of felt anything yeah. is not a very mature person. Like that, I guess the nicest way I can think of myself at that point. <laughs> well, what you're saying is really powerful. So, I mean, just to just to mirror it back to you. Um, it it's like you're avoiding it at all costs. You you would numb your feelings with drugs. You would you'd constantly want to be distracted, and then it's like you stop and you turn around and you look shame right in the face, and you stay present with it, and then and then, I mean, you said it was a sacred experience. I mean. That's that's such a powerful transformation. To, yeah. What do you think? Um, well, I mean, so people can get stuck in addiction for decades, and it can trash every aspect of their life. And and to be able to turn that around is powerful. So. Yeah. Um, where are you now? Uh, kind of bring us up to date with how you see yourself now. Okay. Well, uh, like it's a gradual thing. Like I still addiction quite a while ago. Like I haven't 
touched uh, hashish or was cigarette. Cigarette for like years ago, two years ago, I think. Because um, I realized that it's a little bit stupid to, to start smoking at 37. So I realized that maybe I should just give that up. Um, no, anyway, um, uh, right now I'm, I mean, it's a process. You, you, I think you get to know yourself, and I'm sort of at a, at a much, much more relaxed place. Uh, but ever since we just, like, since May this year has been, like, an enormous leap. But I don't want to say leap either because I've just sort of fallen into a relaxation with myself so much more. Like, just just yesterday I realized the, the thing I said about finding a new tribe or or just sort of ditching scenarios where I have to face my own footprint. Right. And I mean, that, that makes you really hard to be around. So uh, I'm sure they were glad to be rid of me most of the time. But um, but it's, it's one of those things where you relax and, and take responsibility because that's the sort of the biggest key is to, yeah, to, to accept whatever you are showing yourself through other people. And uh, it's very easy to blame and to be a victim. And, like, beneath all addiction is an enormous victim. And, like, the world is so rough and everybody else's fault. I have no choice but to numb this because the, the world is just too much for me. And, you know, that's a true experience for a child. Uh, but when you take it into adulthood and hard drugs to maintain it, it's not really, uh, it's very painful to maintain. And so, yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things where sobering up has become really, really fun now. Um, I'm, I'm really starting to enjoy it when, and, and sort of be interested in what's coming. Like, I used to be, oh, no, there's something again. Uh, I'm going to just tough it up this time. Or I would just go in front of the computer or just numb it out, and then I would end up after two, three days or maybe even months feeling like absolute shit. Right. And then I would have to, you know, talk to Ingrid and, and get a, like, uh, face myself because I didn't want to that uh, originally. But, but the more I sort of do it, the easier it becomes and the more natural it becomes because the, the true pain is in denying feelings. It's not actually feeling. And, and we sort of have this, and that's the, the true addict says that I have to feel good in order to be open. And we sort of notice that as well in our lives, that when we are feeling good, like the world suddenly opens up and uh, the birds are singing your song on the way to work and right. you're sort of connected and, and it's sort of, uh, you, you feel like you're in the flow, but the moment the negative feeling shows up, it's like the world crashes, like the blinds fall down and, and sort of the, 
everything is against you again. And, and that's when it's so easy to just force this big feeling again because then it can be open again. But the, what I've realized through this is that openness and feelings are two different things. Like they're one thing, but you can be open and have a feeling that's more comfortable. And the openness then becomes the, the sort of, then, then the space appears for these feelings and they become much more, you, you feel that they flow, like back to the whole feelings are not static. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the feelings are flowing and they share memories with you and they will tell you exactly where they come from and which situation started it and and you will they you will show your experiences again as they are, not from some outside things that are just pushing feelings onto you, but through through your own experiences that are waiting to come home to the light of truth again. And that light of truth, that's the openness. Very, it's a day and night, absolutely day and night. Yeah. So to, to turn around and instead of avoiding, to turn around and um, to feel the blame, to feel the shame, the hate, mm. the turmoil, the tempest, to turn around and just face it and and meet it straight on and acknowledge that those feelings that have been extremely difficult. Um, a, a lot of times we don't have, you know. So as as a child, I'm just making this up. You're in a a tough household, and and as a child, you have to suck it up. You're a small player in the adult world, and and so you learn some pretty brutal survival skills, so to speak. Yeah. And and as a child, it's so painful. And then you f- you fast forward into the teenage years, and well, hell, you don't want to feel it at all then. I'm just I'm making up a general metaphor here, and. Yeah. And so you you start drugging up, you start avoiding, you start going numb, and then when you turn around, and like we were mentioning earlier in the show, you turn around, you just face, you just you you openly acknowledge in a brutal kind of honesty that there's these raw feelings in your psyche. In that moment, never in your life have you had a positive experience with such a negative feeling, with such a, yeah. a negative part of yourself. Does it, uh, I mean, the, the more you're open with yourself, the more you're honest with yourself, does it get easier? And dare I say, does it even get rewarding to kind of see it for what it is and feel it and release it and free yourself? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. There, like the the shift from, you know, I think it was I've I've been you know, things happen regardless of what we think. Like I remember before I met the the woman who would sort of really bring me to my knees when I was deep into the drugs and everything. Uh, I remember I was with this 
remember watching this Disney movie, Brother Bear, and I felt for the first time that I wanted peace in my life. And I was like, that felt like a genuine thing. And I was not prepared for that at all. And whenever I would watch that Brother Bear movie, I would just want to, I saw it in the cinema, and I wanted to fall, like just fall my eyes out, but I wasn't ready for that type of emotional thing either. So, and that was right before I met that sort of the true, I, this is a really fun expression called Kalima, which is the head chopper. And <laughs> so you, you need a couple of those because I was so stubborn that I needed some bells and whistles to sort of really shake me down. Right. Um, and so that was just to, to, to sort of illustrate where, like, just how rigid I was, just how enormously I was holding on to everything. And I was, I was a very sensitive child. I was extremely sensitive. I, I, I remember from when I was just a year old, I would see the air, like, I would see the consciousness in the air. Like I've experienced now as an adult, I was like, "Oh my God, I remember this." Right. So, um, so um, the the process of shutting down is a really uh, it takes some time. So we need to to give ourselves time to let it unwind as well. Uh, but of course, it becomes so much more fun and so much easier. Um, even though I can, I can still sort of and and like very recently, I might add, I get to sort of fuck the whole world and you think you're sort of happy and then you look in the mirror and you see just an asshole there. Right. <laughs> so there's, there's, it doesn't really, like it used to feel like I was shoveling and, or just facing, eating Mount Kilimanjaro with a spoon. Uh, and so I would, and that was sort of where I would put the, the whole victim. Whereas, like my life is so dark, I can't do, I can't be successful, I can't be happy, I can't live like life just being happy for no reason. And that was because that was my life is meant for for this darkness to come home, like. It doesn't mean other things can't happen, but I realize that what's on the menu right now, and so that sort of uh, also helped relax me a little bit in terms of of the acceptance. But I mean, the the realization, the insight that come with truly accepting these feelings, sort of opens you up bit by bit, right? So that you become more and more willing to face these things and to be honest. And honesty is like the, the key because as soon as you are open to the feelings, they will tell you what they are and then you can't put the blame on other people for them. But as, as long as the reaction is there to put the blame, then we sort of need to be diligent with ourselves and, and, and realize that, okay, I'm actually putting the blame on people now. 
what's happening here. And that is not a conversation that is easy to have, like just by yourself. So usually, like for me, Ingrid, for example, has been instrumental. Like she, she has held the space for me for 20 years. Uh, even when I didn't want to, even when I wasn't ready to hear or, or listen to anything, I would go there and feel really good and have insights and maybe realize some things, and then I would shut the door and I would say, oh my God, she doesn't know what she's talking about, and then I would try to live my life, and of course that doesn't work. Like I, I, I'm saying that with so much love for myself right now, because it doesn't like the, the stubbornness is, is all the stubbornness that we hold are all the no's that we are saying to ourselves essentially. Well, you you, so, ta you talked about um, honesty with yourself, yeah. being honest with yourself, and yeah. and you also talked about where you felt like you were feeling good, and then you looked in the mirror and you saw perhaps a different narrative going on. Yeah. Now now the I, I think there can be a, a confusion, especially if you're just starting to come out of the fog, come out of the, the struggle, with the idea of being honest with yourself. For example, um, if I'm, I'm going to use anger, which was a, a big um, lesson for my own self, if I'm festering in anger and I'm lashing out at other people and I'm blaming other people and um, I can feel like that I'm processing the anger, but in truth I'm actually festering it. I'm actually stirring it up. I'm, I'm making it more intense in my mm. psyche because my brain is having this free-for-all blame um, festival, yeah, yeah, yeah. and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not honest, I'm not owning it, whereas when I can feel the anger and, and, and keep it honest, that's why I really like about this part of it, is when you're truly honest with yourself, your finger doesn't point anywhere but, but at you. I mean, and so how do... How do we catch ourselves when when we think we're doing good, and then you know what I mean? Because our, mm. our our egos are can be really clever and say, "Well, I'm I'm getting better," and and in truth, we're really just creating this narrative that makes us feel like we're getting better, but we're not really processing. We're not really being honest. I love the word honest. Yeah. With what's real, what would you say to that? Yeah, no, it's uh, it's a it's a challenge for sure. Like absolutely, it is. I mean, it has been, and it probably will be. I'm I'm like I can't say, but but uh, but again, the honesty is like back to the key. But um, I really like what you said about this whole festering thing because that's been my experience as well. You sort of go around and you have this internal fight. Uh, right. I, I remember I woke up one morning uh, and I sort of heard these thoughts come into my brain. And 
and usually you just spin around with them. You just go along and you pick up the wooden sword that's there, and then you're off to the battle. Uh, but this time, I was just struck with like there was this. I realized what I was doing as I was doing it, and I realized that I was completely capable of having a two-sided argument by myself. <laughs> I just started laughing so much.
to be honest with it and and let it let it flow through me and out of me because because it's it seems like what it all um like you'd said earlier to turn around and look at it and be honest and present yeah. that's all it's ever wanted to resolve w- within itself if that makes sense yeah absolutely uh, there was um, what I said about the darkness earlier that I couldn't forget it. I had this moment just a couple of weeks ago, actually now, uh, or maybe a month, um, where I, I was actually able to, to turn around and, and I welcomed it home. And all all the time until then, I just sort of like you you do the work and somehow things are are being felt and, and you you sort of uh, you feel a little bit lighter but but there are these elementary things that are so ingrained in the identity and we we, we say that this is who I am like this is me and the darkness was just waiting to to just eat me up I thought. Right, and it has been with me all all, all the way on, uh, since started doing these uh, chemical drugs. And uh, then, yeah, once I embraced it, uh, it sort of it's like you lick the blanket of your life essentially. It just uh, it lets you sort of yeah, it, it just opens up everything. So if if somebody knew you in the in the midst of your struggle before you um, even knew that you might move out of it, when, when you were in the thick of the quagmire, and then fast forward to today, and, and the same person knew you today, how would they describe you? What's different about who you are now? Oh. Um. Well, I'm way more calm. I used to be extremely hyperactive and attention-seeking, um, not seeking even. I would demand attention. I would demand to be in the center. I would uh, run over, like I'm a Leo, so I was sort of the um, the version of the center of attention type right. guy, so I would demand it and I would just try to catch attention in any way possible in any situation. I had like zero social antenna and zero contact really with my own feelings, so I would, yeah, I, and I couldn't be considerate to other people because I didn't even know what that was. It wasn't until I met open people that I realized just how much anger I was directing outwards because they would react to what I was doing and I didn't even know. So now I am, I would say I'm very kind and very generous and very loving and very loyal. And uh, Does that include with yourself? Yeah, 
Absolutely. I feel just, yeah, I really love myself. And the times that I don't, it's okay too. And that's the, the really big change that I have come to accept that sometimes I don't like myself. And that is also okay. Right. Because that's just, that's another aspect that wants to say hello again. Like, that's another aspect of me abusing myself. Like, that's what I've been doing the whole life. Like, my parents obviously started where I am right now, but I certainly continue it. Like, I've been perpetuating their voices in my head for my whole life, even when they weren't there. Like, I continued where they left off, and I just amplified it times a thousand, I think. Well, our souls, I think, I mean, obviously you came here to learn some pretty tough lessons. Mm. And um, I know talking to Ingrid on the show, um, she she went through some really brutal stuff in her life. Our, Our souls look... Before we're even born, they they choose a family, and they choose it for a very particular reason. And when we come when we come in and we're born into a tough family dynamic, it seems like it would be the last thing we would ever choose to do because it's yeah. so painful, like a train wreck. And then, I mean, because look, at Martin, look at you now. You've just just where you are right now today in your journey, what you've gone through in your life, that's quite a transformation. And there's millions and millions of people on the planet that would love to have that kind of transformation in their life. And you've, you've actually made the journey. So your soul looked at that dynamic and said, I know it's going to be a tough ride. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. In a roller coaster, the best kind, actually. I have to say, from where I'm sitting now, it's been a, a true privilege where I recognize that I haven't felt that way all the time. I've felt quite the opposite most of the time. It was like the spoon for Kilimanjaro, and I would just hate everything that I wasn't allowed to just live in that ignorance that I thought other people were living in. Because everybody else seems happy, right? Everybody else looks like they have it under control. Right. But the more you sort of go into yourself again, you realize that nobody does. <laughs> everybody is <laughs> on the inside. We're just on the different levels of self-awareness of it, I guess. Well, I like to say... If you follow any human being around long enough, they're going to be showing human traits. I mean, the idea of of the perfect human persona is just, um, it doesn't really do anybody any good to use perfection as a measuring stick. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, the the sort of, uh, one of the realizations also is that uh, all of my past is what's making this beautiful multifaceted diamond 
future that is me now. So, so I'm I'm here now in this capacity thanks to what I've experienced. Well, I think there's uh, an appreciation that comes that, mm. like, how simple joy can be, and mm. and and you perhaps wouldn't have even seen it until you've come through the the journey. Like, just really simple things. Because mm. I've been I've been fascinated by the. The so many ways nature expresses itself, and I know it seems like a rather trivial thing to consider, but um, when you're in the quagmire, when you're in the struggle, there's so much of our day-to-day lives that we don't even connect with. Yeah, and then and then to and then to start connecting with your life, and then getting good at connecting with your life. I find that keeps expanding over and over and over again without end. Definitely. Like we're here to be human. We're not here to do sort of, and that's also been a thing. Like you, you, uh, you don't want to have the human. All this human stuff is just in the way with some of the other beliefs that I've been carrying for a long time. And uh, but but we're actually here to be human. Right. Like this is this is what we use the body for. All these experiences is what we can have as a human being and they make our life like the the all profound as shame or as sorrow or as even anger and being able to say okay to all of these things right. and make everything more uh, it gives depth to everything when you say yes because you can't just be happy and then shut everything else out if you shut everything else out then you, you're left with nothing even happiness disappears so and, and it becomes better, like everything becomes better because you're not holding on to it either, so it's actually allowed to go when it's done. Like I've, I've been really nervous about today, and now I'm feeling very happy about it right now. So it's, it wasn't it's, so bad, was it? <laughs> no, this has been a really good experience, and I, I love talking about all my experiences. They have been truly, truly life-altering for me. Like the, I can't even. Yeah, the the words are there, but they don't really make the experience justice. Actually. So what's next for you? Uh, where are you gonna Where are you gonna go from here? Oh well, I have. Um, I have a, uh, started my own business uh, a few years ago now, so it's sort of expanding, um, and uh, I'm, I like the, the way I see it is that I'm, I'm starting to have like some sort of financial traction in life again, which is really fun, uh, so I'm really enjoying that aspect of it, and it, and it allows me to invest into myself, 
which is really when things have started happening, when I sort of said yes to to investing in in this journey of freedom, is when I've truly, truly come alive as as me, not because of something else. So it's like uh, not this, this fairy tale, except it is. But not like we're used to. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like it's uh, it's uh, willing participants, uh, not uh, not the uh, rosy shades one. Well, nice. Well, an hour can go by pretty fast. Do you have any closing thoughts for people who are are coming into perhaps this kind of a transformation for themselves? Yeah, I would uh, I would pay attention to what the universe is showing us at, or what the universe is showing you because um the the answer is always presented. Like the answer is actually what's provoking it, the question inside of us. So there's never we are never left to our own devices. It feels like that, but that's never the truth, and that's very, very important to remember because it does feel like that sometimes, and it's overwhelming because we've carried these feelings for our whole lives. But the help is there uh, always if we're able to open up, and it could come from like the The, the the thing that we least expect, or it usually comes from the things, the things we least expect, actually. Uh, but it can take take any shape, any form, uh, and and any person. But just open up and and uh, and be willing to to receive what's actually being given to us in terms of all these feelings that want to come up and all, also all the help to let the feelings. And obviously, like, if there's traumatic relationships, then get out, but uh, because that doesn't serve anyone. Uh, but, but again, I'm, I'm very respectful uh, because it took me, I, like, I was smoking drugs for five years before I realized I had to stop, so... I understand that everybody is in their own process, but yeah, if, if they're hearing this, then it's probably time for, for the changes. Well, very nice. Well, Martin, um, stay on the line, um, and but I wanted to thank you for being our guest tonight. Thank you, Martin, for for really sharing in a very open and honest way. I want to thank you for being our guest. It's been very nice. Thank you, too. I've really, really enjoyed this. It has been great. I, I, yeah, I wasn't sure I was ready to. Well, I, I know I like sharing these things, but uh, to do it in this platform has been really amazing. Thank you, and you are a great host. It's been really good talking to you. Very nice. We've been talking with Martin Lindgren, and again, the topic tonight has been radical acceptance. 
a journey from addiction to sanity. You know, it's it's a curious thing because right at the end he was he was talking about um, recognizing what the universe is showing you. Um, so so often we have opportunities to transform our condition, and yet we don't choose them, even though they're right in front of us. Maybe somebody's struggling with finances, and there's free get-on-your-feet financially uh, seminars or webinars or whatever, and we just ignore it. I mean, it, it's like there's resources right in front of us, but when we're in the quagmire of pain, when we're in the quagmire of blame, when, when we're burdened with the shame where we don't feel like we're deserving, the past is the past. The past doesn't have to change for you to get over the shame. The past doesn't have to change for you to let go of the blame. It's all an inside job within you, within you, to transform your life from the the anguish and the guilt and the shame and the and and the painful experience that you might be having. Hey, you showed up for yourself. You listened to this episode tonight. Kudos to you, the listener. I wanna I wanna thank you for sharing this time with us. It's always it's my passion to to find the episodes that that bring a deeper insight into our human psyche, our human narrative, and um, to bring those to you as episodes to help you transform your life. Always a pleasure. Until next time, thanks for listening. This has been a New Human Living radio broadcast. You can raise your own personal power with Personal Power Fundamentals Home Study Course at NewHumanLiving.com. Thanks for listening.